the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello, it is the Nick D Podcast. I'm your host, Nick DeGilio. Welcome. We're part of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, please check out all the other incredible, informative, varied, entertaining, and funny podcasts at radiomisfits.com. Uh, and please take the time to rate and review us on every platform. This podcast, as well as all the other ones, are available everywhere where you get your fine podcasts. And please take the time to give us feedback, rate and review uh, if you can. Hey, uh, speaking of feedback, you want to be a sponsor, you want to advertise with us, uh, let us know, and we'll help you out on that. Sales at radiomisfits.com. You want to be a part of the podcast, leave your voicemail. 24-7, the voicemail message system is open and running. We listen to every voicemail that comes in, questions, comments, any of that kind of stuff. 773-417-6948. Drop us an email anytime, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. You have a request for uh, another magic megaphone message that I can do for you, where I speak into the megaphone, it gets magically thrown out into the ether, and it tells a story or gives you a message or anything kind of like that, you want me to do it, I'll do it. Just tell me what to say, and I'll say it. And we've got a, another magic megaphone message that we will be sharing later in the podcast. So again, drop us an email with any of that stuff, nickdpodcast at gmail.com, voicemail 773-417-6948. Uh, my thanks to Jason Skaggs for all the great music and the great cool stuff. Uh, and my thanks to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Episode 102, um, well, it is the end of the year. This is actually the last episode of 2022. Uh, next week we begin a brand new year of episodes with 2023, and we will be celebrating one year of the podcast. Uh, two weeks in, I think it's January 18th, we will celebrate one full year of the Nick D podcast. We just celebrated 100 episodes, two, two episodes ago. Thank you for that. Thank you for all the support and the continued uh, feedback and all the cool stuff. Uh, and tell your friends, subscribe, and spread the word. Uh, and also, please spread the word about our next live event. Uh, the last one we did at Zany's in Rosemont in November was a smashing success. Everybody in that room had a great time. It was interactive. The crowd had fun. We did taste tests. We laughed. Uh, everybody who was there was part of a recording that's going to last forever. And you can be a part of the next one. Tuesday, January 17th at Zany's in Rosemont. We want to pack the place. We're going to have more taste tests. It's very interactive. It's me, Esmeralda Leon, on stage doing what we do, telling great stories, making everybody laugh. We will interact with you. You'll be a part of the podcast. And then our special guest is Dwayne Kennedy, who's one of the best stand-up comedians ever, an Emmy Award-winning writer, and so on and so forth. He's going to be an amazing, funny, entertaining guest live with us on stage, a legend in the stand-up world, Dwayne Kennedy. My dad's going to come up and tell a joke at the end of the show. If you want to see my 81-year-old dad on stage telling jokes at Zany's, you got to be there for that. I mean, he killed the last time. And we're all going to be there, and uh, we've got a bunch of really cool stuff to give away. We gave away a bunch of dinners and a bunch of other stuff last time. We'll do that again. Plus, we have an actual magic megaphone. The actual magic megaphone that I use, we're going to give one away at every event that we do, and we'll have an autographed magic megaphone to give away, and a whole bunch of new Nick D Podcast swag. We got Nick D Podcast coffee mugs and Nick D Podcast t-shirts. 
uh, that we're going to be giving away. They're awesome, high-quality T-shirts. And I want to thank my buddies, Ron and Jackie, a wonderful couple who have been longtime uh, fans of mine who used to come out to Rosemont to the Movie Co. Theater uh, to theater every month to see my movie uh, club, my film club events. Unbelievable people, and they just happen to run uh, a great T-shirt shop and custom shirt shop where they do uh, tailoring and they do uh, men's and ladies and boys and kids' fashions. Uh, they do airbrushing. They do vinyl shirts. Anything that you need on a T-shirt, screen p- printing, all of that stuff, anything you need, they will take care of. And they were kind enough to do a whole bunch of T-shirts, Nick D Podcast T-shirts with the great logo on them. We'll be giving them away on, t- on Tuesday, January 17th. Listen, if you need any T-shirt stuff done, Ron and Jackie will help you out. They are The Basement Custom Shirts, 4723 South Ashland Avenue. Any and all of your T-shirt tailoring and uh, any kind of needs in that department, they do amazing high-quality T-shirt work. Uh, These T-shirts, these Nick D Podcast T-shirts look fantastic. Again, it's The Basement Custom Shirts, 4743 South Ashland. Call them up, whatever your needs are, 773-247-5559. Again, the basement custom shirts, 773-247-5559. Check them out online, mybasement.biz, mybasement.biz, www.mybasement.biz. Anything you need in the custom T-shirt world, they will take care of it. And my thanks to Ron and Jackie for doing amazing work on these awesome Nick D Podcast T-shirts. Mybasement.biz is the website, and we'll be giving away amazing T-shirts at that event as well. It's going to be a blast. Um... So please, get your uh, tickets now, rosemont.zanies.com. Reserve those seats now. We want to pack the place. It's going to be a great time for you and for everybody there. Uh, Again, Tuesday, January 17th, uh, rosemont.zanies.com for the Nick D live podcast event. It's going to be a blast. So, And again, you get to hang out with with, uh, Dwayne Kennedy, a legend. So I can't wait. So uh, get your tickets now. Okay, uh, Esmeralda Leon is going to join me. we got more Japanese candy uh, taste tests we're going to do. We're going to talk about more uh, actual real-life heroics by celebrities, celebrities who are actually heroes. We'll talk about that. And coming up uh, right after I say congratulations, and she says... Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. Well, it was a big year for professional wrestling, and as we do the year-end look back... Uh, you know, just at the, on the last episode, we talked with Dan Feinberg about the year in TV coming up next uh, Friday. We're going to be talking with a week from today. We're going to be talking with Eric and Steve about the best and worst movies of 2022. Well, we're about to talk to Keith Lipinski from AAW Pro Wrestling about the year in pro wrestling. And we'll jump into that after I say congratulations. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision. You've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jagoff. There you go. Ah, every time you hear that theme, you know it's time to talk to our, our good buddy, Dr. Keith Lipinski, who is with AAW Pro. Check out AAWPro.com uh, uh, and all the, insta- and all the Instagrams and the social medias and the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that stuff. 
and he is uh, my buddy and a pro wrestling uh, insider and a uh, and an expert. And I thought, you know, it's the end of the year. We're doing summations next week. Uh, Eric and Steve and I will be running down our favorite films of the year, 2022. We just did TV with Dan Feinberg for his run up. You know, his uh, his thoughts on the year of 2022. So we've got to do that for pro wrestling. And uh, the only guy I would go to to talk about that is Keith Lipinski. Keith, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks, Nick, for always having me on. Uh, I believe this is now I'm a member of the third timers. I think this is my third or fourth appearance on your show. And I'm uh, expecting a nice uh, suede jacket because of yeah, that. With yeah. As soon as, I, as soon as I see a dime from this, I'll start uh, I'll start okay. spreading the wealth. Well, oh, you're a podcast millionaire, aren't you? I mean, yeah. You just have yeah. yeah out sure. Yin-yang, sure. You know? Whatever a podcast millionaire means, that's what I am. Yeah. That's what that's. Oh, you're rich with rich rich with content. And that's, that's really what it would be. A podcast is all about. Exactly. So. Tell that to my landlord. All right. Oh. Well, let's move on. Uh, it is a uh, it is the end of 2022. In fact, this is the you, uh, Keith, uh, do have the distinction of being the uh, the last guest of 2022. Oh, you are goodness. the last guest. Uh, this is the final podcast of 2022, and so that's something right there. And I, it's I, that's, that's something I'm going to put on the resume right now. Next. Exactly, so, like, the final podcast of and, 2022. And uh, before before we jump into our thoughts on uh, wrestling, and man, there was a lot of crazy shit that went down this year. Uh, seriously, like mm-hmm. crazier than usual. And pro wrestling is always crazy, but this year has been exceptionally crazy. Uh, tell me a little bit about AAW, AAW Pro, uh, what's coming up and what's on the horizon for you guys. Well, I know this is going to sound crazy, but Nick, we actually have a professional wrestling event going on tonight. If you're in the greater Chicagoland area, we will be at Logan uh, Square Auditorium. I think the bell time for the main show is 730. We are doing, Nick. The Chi Town Rumble, which is Chi-Town basically Rumble. we uh, basically what really helps in the creative industry like pro wrestling is you copy ideas from other companies and you use them and take them <laughs> as your own. And we will be doing a twenty man battle royale with increments and lots of fun. Twenty of the finest wrestlers in all the Midwest will be coming to Logan Square Auditorium, and this will be shown live on High Spots TV. Definitely check that out. Yeah, there is a free trial going on if you want to see the greatness of one of the best promotions in all of the Americas when it comes to independent pro wrestling. Our main event will be Jake Something going, I believe, for his third defense of the AEW Heavyweight Championship, defending against former champion Mance Warner. Uh, We have our women's title be up for grabs, Sienna versus Chrissy James, and so much more, including the Rascals versus the unlikely team of Calvin Tankman and Jossie for the AEW Tag Team title. So it's happening tonight. Definitely check it out. I think $20 gets you in. And just definitely enjoy some fine pro wrestling on the second to last night of the year. So well, let me uh, let me just say from personal experience, I went to uh, an event, uh, AAW event, uh, a few months back at at that very arena at the Logan Square Auditorium. Uh, great room to see wrestling, mm-hmm. and uh, let me just say, you guys did a bang up, a fucking great job. Uh, the 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 matches are great. The wrestlers worked their ass off. Um, it was great, and the fans are there for wrestling you know what i mean yes. it's like they're they are real wrestling fans and it was fun to be back i hadn't been to a smaller show like that no i mean i'm not, a, I'm not no offense i'm just saying you know no it's, 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 I'm, not, I'm not offended by it yeah I mean, this we are not we are not the big time we are not yeah. we are not going to the all-state arena or the sears center or the now arena or anything like that we realize what our place is in the thing like it's it's i always like to attribute 
what I do in pro wrestling to back when I met you, Nick, what you did with theater. You were involved with the grassroots, the underground, where it was something where we gave performers a chance to shine and potentially move on to other things. So I like to think about that. And you guys and AAW has had people. Name some of the people who worked with AAW over the years. I mean, you know, just last year, a little less than a year ago, Ruby Soho came back. Yep, yep, uh, Ruby Soho. Who was our heritage champion back in the day when she was known as Heidi Lovelace? So I yeah. mean, she was she was someone that came from Seth Rollins. The owner of AEW actually was very instrumental in Seth Rollins' uh, training. Danny Daniels, baby. Uh, so there's yeah. been a lot of great talent through the years. I think we yeah. did. I think we did the statistics, and I think I had the statistic last time on the show. But I want to say I think we at one point counted about 70 talents that have come through our doors and have been there for at least more than two or three shows that are now working for one of the big two, that being AEW, Elite Wrestling, and WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. So it's yeah. definitely a place where talent gets developed and In, talent gets found. So. I mean, including huge names uh, you know, that are going to be mentioned here. MJF. Uh, yes, through, yes. Came through AAW, and he's currently, as far as I'm concerned, he's the hottest thing in wrestling right now, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, no, and I, and I will say this, this, the show that I saw was fantastic, man. It was great. Every match was fun. Uh, you know, we had a great time. You know, the crowd was great. Um, it was great, man. And, and the, the wrestlers are all very approachable. Like during the break, they come out and stuff like that and say hi to people. And, um, it was a great time and it was, it's definitely worth, definitely worth uh, seeing. And the Logan Square Auditorium, easy to get to two seconds from the blue line stop at Logan Square. Um, and, and just a marvelous room to watch professional wrestling. Nope, and no like question. The vibe I, there yeah. is, is awesome. I had like a blast. I had a, com- I had a complete awesome. blast. And I highly recommend that everybody check out AAW Pro um, all over the place and go to the live events tonight. Uh, you guys are not in. Berwin. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. We, we are going back, though, to Ber- after not being in Berwin for about a year. I believe that we announced our schedule for 2023. You did. I got the. I'm on the. Up. I'm on the mailing list, so yes, you awesome. did announce it, yes. Awesome. So yes, we will be going back to the legendary Berwyn Eagles Club, where this whole thing got started, I believe, yeah. 20 years ago, if you there can believe that or not. Uh, it's going to be something for next year. But uh, cool. yeah, tonight's, tonight's going to be a barn burner. Really looking forward to it to basically set the tone for hopefully stories we'll be telling in uh, 2023. So. There you go. All right, so check out AAW Pro everywhere on your social media is AAWPro.com. Uh, terrific company doing great work locally here. Uh, Thank you, Nick. Uh, yeah, great stuff, man. Really, really, really cool stuff. So, all right, let's get to uh, uh, some of the stuff. Uh, there is a lot to get to. It's been yes. uh, a pretty crazy year in pro wrestling. But before we jump into it, Keith, um, there's just I want to kick the whole conversation because you can't really talk about the best of, the big stories, pro wrestling 2022 without this. And I just want to kick off. I'm going to play this sound, okay, this sound bite. And uh, it, it is, it's something that, uh, that I want to play right now just to kick off the conversation about 2022 in wrestling. And it's this soundbite right here. Because we could not talk about the subject without this. What that mean? I'm trying to make peace. The tribal chief said he wants peace. Man, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief said. He didn't mean that. He didn't mean that, right? You didn't mean that. He didn't mean that, Roman, seriously. He did not mean that, okay? 
Look, Jay's been going through a lot. He's gone through a lot. He's just not himself right now. That's it, okay? He's just not... Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. Is that what's going on here? I, that, that's the problem, Jay? It's because you're not feeling... It's because you're not feeling oozy? Oozy? Uh, no, no, stay, stay right here. Stay right here. This is what we're going to do. If you can't find your inner Usi again, I'm gonna do something you ain't gonna like. Okay. <laughs> With, without a doubt, the soundbite of the year in terms of in-ring action for the World Wrestling <laughs> Entertainment and storyline perspective. One of the best things I think that they've done over, uh, God, I, I would sit there and easily say this decade, but this decade has only been two years, Nick, or yeah. three years now, if I really yeah. feel like doing the math. But yes, the uh, the bloodline uh, storyline and even pushing it a step forward with the addition of Sami Zayn and who's feeling Usi right now. Uh, it's been one of the best things in my mind about pro wrestling in uh, 2022 that was shown in front of the camera as opposed to behind the camera. Yeah. No, I had to. I had to kick off with that. I mean, uh, maybe the promo of the year. Um, and, and and like you said, I mean, it's just th- this storyline kills on every level. It kills, and it brought new life to um, a lot of like Roman Reigns winning all the time. And I, you know, and that's cool and everything, but it got a little stale. And what to do with the Usos and and all of that stuff, and just like every every big match at the end of a pay per view on WWE that involved Roman Reigns ended with a schmoz or somebody came in, one of the Usos came in, or now a new Uso would come in. You know what I mean? It got, to, it got to There's the, a lot of Samoans in pro wrestling, yeah, as you and are. I know, you know. But to but to but to really, you know, uh kick it up a huge notch and do that was fantastic. And um I, you know, I want to get your thoughts on Sami Zayn because like I I just feel like 2022, finally the fucking world has caught up with Sami Zayn. You know what I mean? I would, I would agree because I think we've always seen that he's been a phenomenal talent, uh, you know, relation to, of course, famous independent wrestler El Generico. Uh, but like this was the year, definitely came in his own because he'd been giving a lot of stuff, even stuff where you'd sort of be like, hmm, I don't know how he could do with this. For example, uh, Mania of Time, his program was against the Jackass. Yes. And I think a lot of guys would get that program and would just bomb miserably. He took so much just care and patience and made that storyline work for so many people, like showing up at the premiere, having videos of him getting kicked out of the premiere, the stuff that he did with Knoxville. Like he was all, I I hate to to, uh, do a pun here. He was all in on everything that his character did. And then basically he took where he was sort of languishing sort of, you know, with conspiracy theories. And then he basically became one of the biggest stars of the entire industry 
by this whole bloodline storyline, which has yeah. just been, you know, basically Roman Reigns is a tribal chief, the top of the company, and he's held that belt for so long. And it gets matches where you would sit there and think, I mean, I was pretty sure that he was going to drop the belt to Drew McIntyre when they were in in the UK for that yeah. show. And, yeah, yeah. and he didn't. And it's been... Uh, that whole bloodline group between the Usos having some of the best tag team matches, uh, just being a phenomenal tag team unit and being dominant where a lot of wrestling, if you look at wrestling for the last 30 years, a lot of wrestling is sort of a, okay, who has the belt now? Okay. Who's going to have it next? Where it's sort of been in a state of, okay, well, once they lose this belt, it's going to be huge because the fact that the reigns have lasted so long. Yeah. No, I agree. And, 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 you know, it's in, in Roman reigns, like I said, just the fact that he had the belt, he's had the belt for so long. Um, it's okay. It's, it's, it was fine with me because, because Roman Reigns is so strong anyway. You know what I mean? Like the guy's yes. a legend. And, and like if anybody's going to hold the belt and, and be the company man, that's cool. And he worked his ass off. You know, like I remember people earlier this year, people bitched when he took time off. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The guy carried the fucking company like through COVID and everything. Like him and Drew McIntyre were the dudes during COVID. Yep. And and uh, and it's yes. Let the guy take some goddamn time off. You know, Roman Reigns. Yes, you know. I mean, it's not like he's Brock Lesnar. You know, <laughs> no, taking, no, no, no. He, this guy's a worker. He's a full time worker and carried the goddamn company on his back. And then when he comes back after a little break, you know, comes back and then they throw this whole bloodline Sami Zayn thing. And Sami Zayn, as I've said, you know, as I mentioned to you before, like the world is finally catching up with him. I've loved Sami yeah. Zayn since for years, forever. And him and Kevin Owens, and I love what they're doing with him and Kevin Owens now. All of that shit is great. The whole, like, uh, choosing the bloodline over Kevin Owens in the cage match was fucking spectacular. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and uh, all of that stuff. But I'm really just glad to see this happen. And Sami Zayn is so goddamn funny. He's just yes. hilarious. And that clip that I played, to see Roman Reigns lose it and the Usos just completely yes. fucking lose it and break. And Heyman broke. Heyman never yes. breaks any Heyman, Heyman, who's been marvelous in this role of, you know, he he's had multiple promos where he wasn't doing any talking. He was just sitting in the background, sort of holding the belt, the belt near right. and close to his heart and maybe raising an eyebrow every once in a while or right. maybe a right. skull at one point. Like, right. he's been so tremendous on promos without saying a damn word. And it's just been, it's worked perfectly because you could sit there and have Roman leave for a few weeks and nothing changes because then the world title matches mean something. And then when you have a situation like you're going to have on SmackDown tomorrow, uh, tonight with uh, John Cena returning for his first WWE match, I believe of the year, tagging with Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Like they're expecting huge blockbuster numbers. You should still watch AEW Pro on uh, High Spots TV, (laughs) but at the same time, what they've done there has been awesome. And then the the whole part of them taking uh, the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which they've had their moments in both NXT and also with WWE, but they also have been tied together since day one. So there's such a big, huge history between these two guys and it's you know at one point there's going to have something that happens and they will reunite and wrestling will be changed forever but it's something where this storyline has been something that has made me someone that for the last year and a half or so hasn't really enjoyed wwe tv made me want to tune in and watch and like the antics of a Sami Zayn and also the antics of a Seth Rollins named number one best pro wrestler uh by the illustrious people at sports illustrated yeah Uh, 
Uh, you know, those had been things that have sort of turned the course on the WWE. Part of that, of course, done with what I think was the biggest overall wrestling story of the year, the trials and tribulations of Vince of and Vince. McMahon. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to get to that in a second, but you mentioned Seth Rollins and uh, and how they're handling that. Seth Rollins is killing it, man. He's just killing yes. it. And everything he did this year, spectacular. And I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not arguing with SI choosing him, you know what I mean, as the wrestler. No, not at all. Don't, don't argue that at all, because he's just done great shit. And like he's at the t- he's just at the top of his game right now, man. And everything he mm-hmm. does has been gold. And the way they've been handling it, and I gotta say, you know, like you, I agree with everything you said. Uh, there was a stretch of time in 2022 when every time I would watch on Monday or Friday, I'd be like, God damn, this sucks. And mm-hmm. it was just like I'm tired of it. And and I and I still prefer a- 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 AEW's product, quite frankly, I still do. But some of the shit they're doing on, on WWE, and you mentioned the guys that are the strongest, has been has been kicking ass. And I also mm-hmm. love the fact that j- they just you know they just did this thing where uh, Seth Rollins was reminded by Kevin Owens about how he tried to steal his WrestleMania spot. <laughs> yep. When they did that promo. They, I don't remember that at all when they, when they brought that storyline up, which I thought was spectacular. <laughs> and before we get to the Vincent Kennedy McMahon thing, you did, we did talk about Kevin Owens. Um, and everybody has to, we have to talk about his program and his spot on WrestleMania. How fucking huge was that to be associated with and be in the match that brings Stone Cold Steve Austin back. Tell me what your thoughts are on that, man. That's a huge story. My thought about that was when it was announced, it was sort of like, okay, I don't know what Stone Cold is capable of. Like, here's a guy that hasn't wrestled since that match with The Rock, which I want to say was WrestleMania, God, maybe 17? Yeah. Please, someone's going to go up on Wikipedia and tag (laughs) me. that, Like, by the way, you got this wrong. But anyway, like, that was a fantastic match to go out on. So when it was announced and they did the program, I was like, "Eh, I'm curious to see what would happen here. But man, Austin worked like he worked really hard in that match and it was a whole lot of fun like i really really super enjoyed that match like just the fact that when we're talking about uh when you asked me to come on your show via the uh goodness of email i listed what i thought were the top 10 stories and this austin returning was number three yeah that shows how crazy (laughs) of a year it was that like stone cold steve austin without a doubt you know probably top four wrestling superstars of all time draws of all time coming back was only the third biggest story this year but uh it was great to see him and it was a really really fun match and i i know you could tell that owens was having the time of his life bumping for him and and it was just it was a lot of fun and a really cool way to close up that wrestlemania this year yeah it was except and then they had to involve pat mcafee i i can't fucking stand pat mcafee (laughs) and i know i'm in the minority on this and i i am so happy with wade barrett's performance and he's gonna be gone what next month I believe, I believe with the college football wrapping up, I believe uh, he will be back before you know it. It's you know? just been such a dream having somebody like Wade Barrett do the commentary instead of Pat Mack. I cannot fucking Because well, you love accents so much. You're a big <laughs> accent guy, as I we guess, all know. Yeah. Nick, but know? anyway, then, you know, uh, this Pat McAfee, that's one thing I don't understand is the, is, the, is the the pop that that guy gets. And I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, I, I, I think Vince thought that he was very, very cool. I don't know if you ever saw the interview that McAvee did with Vince. And I it did. was yeah. it was very, Vince was very, because, you know, Vince usually portrays himself in a certain way. And it was just Vince just sitting down having a conversation. And it was just odd to me. 
You know, like I, yeah. I liked, I like my Vince, like, you know, sitting there being like a Mussolini, like oh, yeah. dictating and yeah, what yeah, it yeah. should be as opposed to sitting there talking about pants and like talking about shirts and stuff like right. that. Like, you know, right. like I, you know, someone like you and I, if we sit down with Vince McMahon, I, I picture we asking him two or three questions and Vince just walking out. Just oh yeah. Like, oh, no, he'd no, go, I'm I don't appreciate that. I don't, you know, I don't uh, appreciate your tone. You and then really, like. Yeah. Throwing papers away and stuff right. like that, like <laughs> right. uh, you know, like like we're right. regular Bob Costas's, right? But but you know, like uh, I'm not a fan of Pat McAfee at all. I think it's been lovely to have Wade there. I love Wade Barrett and always he's, have and always will. He's great. He's very good at what he does. Like, yes, and that's yes. that's the thing where he sort of helped the product a little bit more. But you know, like we said, he's going to be gone in a few weeks. Yes. So, you know, so like, all right. Anyway, I wanted to bring that up because it pissed me off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the huge story is the whole Vince McMahon thing. Shall we? Shall we remind everyone by giving a rundown of all the crazy shit that happened involving Vincent Kennedy McMahon um, and then ultimately what happened in Triple H coming in and taking over? Sure. Well, basically, a quick story, a quick story, storyline. This isn't a storyline, though. This is, I mean, no, some no, of it this is, is, but no, this, this is, is real. This, this is, is real. real. Yeah. So, you know, WWE is a publicly traded company. While doing some audits and stuff like that, they found out that Vince was apparently paying hush money out of corporate funds for people that were sexually harassed by Vince McMahon. So when this came out, it was a huge, huge story because here he is, the CEO, the chairman of the board, sort of being involved with improper things. So when the story broke from Wall Street Journal, uh, Vince decided this was time for him to say goodbye. So he literally said goodbye on uh, uh, through tweeting it, you know, which, yeah. which is bizarre in itself. But then, of course, before he said goodbye, he did show up multiple times and did pop a rating on television, which is just all you need to know about the mind of Vince Kennedy McMahon. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's funny. It was funny when the whole thing, when the whole story broke that night, he shows up on SmackDown. And just walks into the ring, does the strut, mm-hmm. the Mr. McMahon yeah. strut, picks up the mic, and then basically just says their catchphrase that they do at the beginning of each show. Yes, it is, wasn't, uh, wasn't m- now, then, forever, it's then, or whatever yeah, it is it's, this week. Uh, then, now, forever, to, and then he said the most important part, together. And then he drops the mic and he leaves. And then, you know, <laughs> and then three weeks later, Stephanie McMahon is on Raw going, yeah, dad left. So... <laughs> Well, Stephanie McMahon, who was gone by that point, like because of yeah. everything, because Triple H announced his in-ring retirement due to heart issues, I believe, on uh, through ESPN, and there was, you know, basically there was talk where uh, both Vince and uh, no, not Vince, both Triple H and Stephanie would would have reduced roles within the WWE, and then of course the scandal breaks, and then all of a sudden. You know, Stephanie and Hunter are brought back where it seems like Hunter now is the creative and driving force of WWE television with probably multiple texts and phone calls from his uh, oh, yeah. you know, father-in-law since oh, they're yeah. there. What, did, what, yeah. what, 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 what is it? Sami Zayn on my television again? Right. Like, you know. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's been very, very interesting. And I know Wall Street Journal a few weeks ago. I actually had some more uh, more people that uh, have, have accused Vince, including someone in a tanning salon, either in Florida or California, and then also a former WWE that was a uh, referee, a female referee that was accosted outside, uh, uh, inside of a limo. 
And I think one of the, the high points of that story, and it's not really not fun to joke about this, was Greg the Hammer Valentine, who had to, you know, of course, talk about this because he had smoked uh, some of the little, uh, you know, jazz cigarettes with Vince beforehand, saying that probably nothing happened because she wasn't attractive enough for Vince. Yeah, I, yeah, unbelievable. So, I remember. God bless the hammer. Yeah. So, uh, and so, what's what do you think is what's the future there? What's going to happen? I mean, is you know, I mean. Uh, you you were talking about like uh, the obvious behind the scenes, like Vince tweeting his son-in-law or whatever. I would imagine, or not tweeting, but texting. Imagine him. if he was just tweeting his ideas <laughs> to him. Where- well, we had a president who did that for a while. Uh, oh. so, <laughs> so, but uh, what? Uh, uh, but what do you think is going to happen? Anything? Like you know, I'll. You're not wrong. Yeah, Nick. I'm sorry. Yeah, I lost I'm here. You Go for ahead, a second, buddy. Yeah, we lost you for a second. Okay. okay. Uh, so, so, what do you think is? So, what do you think is? What do you think is going to happen from this point on? Honestly, because they're a publicly traded company, I don't see him coming back anytime soon. I mean, the, the yeah. big fear that I think a lot of investors had was Vince leaving would drive down the stock price, and it is not. So it's something mm-hmm. where I think people are sort of okay with the idea of the Triple H regime, and you know they're happy with the fact that the stock price is still huge. The big the big test of all this is going to be when the deals with NBC Universal, uh, the USA Network, and Fox are up. And I believe that they're up towards the end of this year, late next year. So mm-hmm. I think it's something, uh, I mean, late uh, 2024. So that's going to be the real telltale stale, especially with the state of the entertainment business being what it currently is. So yeah. I think, though, I mean, any idea of Vince coming back is preposterous. I mean, it, it sounds like it does sound like something Vince would do, though. So God bless it, him. But yeah. but at the yeah. same time, it would be something where there's the venture approach and then there's the rational approach. And the rational approach says you had your run. But I think it's it's sort of hard to once you've spent so much time cultivating and building something to sit there and say, I'm ready to leave because so much of Vince's personality apparently is wrapped up with the company that he created. Yeah, that's true. Uh, a couple of other WWE things, and I want to jump over to, to AEW and just uh, performers in general. Uh, I am I'm actually enjoying this Judgment Day thing now. I hated it when it first happened. Um, and the because of your I, hatred of Edge, did, uh, did no, Edge no, 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 no. I like I, I like Edge, you know, and I, obviously I like Edge. Who doesn't like Edge? You can't, you know, you can't be a wrestling fan and not like Edge. Jesus, but I just wasn't crazy about the whole thing, and I, I, I like that that group forming. And I was mostly pissed off because I thought it was going to derail Rhea Ripley. Uh, and Rhea Ripley is one of my favorites. She's one of my favorite performers, <coughs> m- male or female. You know what I mean? And I love her. And, and, and I thought it was going to derail her. But it's done the opposite. Like, she's the star of that group. And, Absolutely. And, and what were we going to do with a, with, with a, no, with a nothing like Dominic <coughs> uh, Mysterio, who has nothing but a good last name, as far as I'm concerned? Um, because he's not good in the ring. He's terrible on the mic. And what are we going to do with this guy? Well, they found a great way to do it and have him be carried by Rhea. <laughs> it's yes, essentially yes. what it is. So I find that, that storyline interesting, mainly because they're finally doing something, I think, really great with Rhea. <laughs> and does that mean that there is a chance that Rhea is going to be like seri- in serious contention, at least you know, uh, you know, to, to, have some, to have some matches against, uh, you know, to, for the belt, for, 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 for the women's championship? I would, I would think so. I mean, because I agree with you where this has been, you know, she's been awesome in that role. The videos that they've done with them going to the Mysterios have been yeah. fantastic because it's something where you don't <laughs> yeah. think in 2022 that that would work in wrestling anymore, but it does. It's yeah. very simple. It's very easy. You know, yeah. you already have two members of the family there. You just have to fly in Rhea and then just bang, 
Yeah. Have it, it. It's good to go. And uh, just and also and also make sure that the audience believes the fact that Rey Mysterio would wear would wear a mask at Thanksgiving dinner. Well, That's it, just it, the, it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's it's. I don't know if you know know your lucha traditions, but you have to keep the mask on during, during Thanksgiving. important I, Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, North American holidays. Right. Exactly. So. Right. Boxing Day, he has to have it on. He has to have the mask you know, like on. Anything, yeah. anything that's big in, in, in NAFTA. It was part of NAFTA, I believe. I got all it. luchadors have to have their mask on. So, uh, and that stuff, yeah. and then like him being carted off to carted off to prison. That shit was hilarious when he was in, they threw him in the police car and Rio was chasing the and then getting on her knees and crying in the middle of the street. That stuff was gold, man. And and, and I love I love Rhea, and I'm I just I'm happy to see that at least this storyline is doing something really great for Rhea Ripley, who I think is one of the best performers in the business. So I would agree totally. And I think it's something where I think, because they're settling so much on the stable right now, that I think potentially next year is going to be her year to break out. Because everything yeah. so far has been the feuds that they've had with different factions. And now next to be, well, you know, I, I want gold. Like, so, yeah. like, that's a, that's a definitely a next step. Especially, yeah. you know, with the WWE you know, losing Sasha Banks this year because she didn't want to play ball and everything else. So it's something where, you know, I think she could do a great job of being the face of WWE Women's, especially having a fantastic feud with Bianca Belair. But there's there's been no reason to have that feud yet. And the thing is, you sort of need people to associate with it because they look at it sort of as, here's Judgment Day having this feud against AJ Styles and the Good Brothers. You know, here's, they're, they're having the feud yeah. Yeah. Keith, you're, uh, we, okay, you're breaking up there. Hold on a second. Are you there, Keith? Imagine. There you go. We lost you for a uh, second, Keith. Yes, there? as long as they have... Okay. S- yeah, I'm here. Can you hear okay. me? Okay, yeah, you broke up for a second. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I think what they need for Rhea, though, in order for have the women's title, is to have Bianca Belair have some suitable par- partners like the Street Profits and do the feud that way. Because that would mm-hmm. be a very easy way to transfer mm-hmm. over the women's title. Yeah. Now, and, and, and speaking of women really really quickly here, I love Damage Control. Uh, I am I was absolutely fucking thrilled to see uh, Bailey come back. And she's on fire, as always. Uh, you know, I, I loved her as a face, and I love her even more as a heel. And I'm so glad she's back. And she's she has added so much to it. And the fact that she's now part of this whole, you know, like three women and the fact that they gave damage control the belts, I thought was pretty, pretty ballsy move uh, and, and, and a pretty cool one. And I love what they're doing with Bailey in that regard as well. It's great. It's really, really great. Yeah. All right. AEW. Let's get into some of that. Um, now, you know, you know, we've been talking about stuff that's been happening behind the scenes, the Vince stuff. And we can't talk about AEW without so many crazy behind-the-scenes stories. Uh, yes. Obviously, after the all-out pay-per-view, I mean, for for you know for AEW, that's their that's their biggest pay-per-view of the year. Would you would you not uh, would you not agree? I would say so because I mean it was the initial event that kicked off the whole AEW revolution. So yeah, it's a big big deal yeah. having this pay-per-view, especially having it in you know glorious uh, metropolis like Hoffman Estates. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It would have been better if it were in Berwyn. But oh, everything, everything's better in Berwyn. <laughs> That's true. But anyway, uh, well, it, for people who might not know, there was a, a, a brawl, like an actual brawl. This was real. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was a press conference, and it involved, uh, I mean, main, the, big, the big guy that it involved was C- CM Punk, who had a very weird up and down, very short return to, <laughs> to AEW. Uh, what what was the deal that happened at All Out and the brawl that happened and and the repercussions from that? 
Well, basically, AEW is a big fan of giving the fans what they want. And fans love media scrums after the events because then it makes the event feel more legitimate as a you know full-on sports entertainment piece where it's right. something where interviewers can go in and ask questions and everything else. So Punk, uh, Punk uh, main events against John Moxley, uh, tears his triceps. And after the show, he's sitting down with uh, AEW owner and Booker... Uh, uh, Tony Khan. And as he's devouring some delicious muffins, uh, one of the guys that is asking the questions is a Chicago guy, a former improv comic by the name of Nick Hossman, who at one point was close with Colt Cabana. Because of Nick Hossman being there and because of some rumors that had started previously about Colt Cabana, who at one time was CM Punk's best friend, CM Punk then did a podcast with Colt Cabana talking about Punk's WWE stint and then the WWE and the doctor that Punk mentioned during that podcast sued Cabana and Punk and then there was a falling out between Cabana and Punk over money due to the part of the lawsuit and who was defending the lawsuit uh, because of all these factors Punk went right in and just basically went on fire and started shooting on you know Colt Cabana apparently not getting TV time because Punk was there and then also went in about you know, Hangman Page, and also talking about the EVPs. Now, when AEW was founded, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were big parts of this company, along with, you know, Cody Rhodes, who was now defected to the WWE, and they were referred to as EVPs. And Punk said during this presser that the EVPs couldn't even manage a target, which I thought was unfair because of the fact that it, managing a target does seem like a hard job. Yeah. So anyway, Punk has this big press conference. He basically lays this out. He refers to Hangman Page as a dumb fuck. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty. It was I was we were listening to it while leaving the parking lot, and it was he, he you could tell that he was in a mood that he was in a place. I mean, it could have been because he got injured for the second time this year because yeah. he originally had a leg injury when he did a stage dive into the crowd, which, you know, kids don't stage dive at home. Uh, and then he tore his triceps, I believe, in his match with Moxley. So after the match, after this press conference, this is where the, the, the apparent fight happened, where I think the EVPs, being the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, went to Punk's locker room, and then this is where the fight happened. There's talk that Punk sucker punched one of the Bucks, and then it was on. Uh, Punk's uh, trainer and at that time AEW producer Ace Steel was there and at one point apparently Ace Steel bit Kenny Omega uh, as he was trying to protect him. There was a lot of stories. There there was an official quote-unquote investigation and then it seemed like Punk, uh, uh, Ace Steel was let go from AEW and then the uh, S, uh, the VPs of the Bucks and Kenny Omega showed up uh, probably about a month or two later, and that since that time they've had a best of six, uh, best of seven right. series, which with has been killer, triangle, by the way. Which, which has been, been killer, absolutely awesome. Yeah. But when they were in Chicago, they basically, you know, here they are in Chicago, and I was very curious to see how the yeah. Chicago crowd would react to them. Yeah, yeah. Half the crowd, I would sit there and say, were pro CM Punk. The rest were con. But during the course of the match, they did specific spots or parts of the match to sort of reference that, including at one point Kenny Omega biting his opponent right. in the arm. Right. Right. And then at one point, uh, Punk during a match had messed up Hangman Page bug shot Lariat. Right. So one of the young bucks came off and right. goofed on that as well. So right. it was it was being in that room during that time was yeah. 
awesome because yeah, so many people got the <laughs> at times people get stuff at wrestling and then they just get blown away by it so yeah, yeah. it was it was something to behold nick yeah. but uh yeah so basically cm punk who basically was became the face of AEW this year by you know winning the title and then you know getting injured right away and then it was weird because they did a situation where punk came back had a match with john moxley the match lasted three minutes and moxley yeah. won the belt and then two weeks later, he defended it against CM Punk again in a rematch at All Out. Because it was something where Punk, when Punk went down originally, I was sort of like, huh, what are they going to do for All Out now? What's the main event going to be? Right. That was, when, that was the last time you were on. Was, we, mm-hmm. we talked about that. Yeah, that was the last time you were on with me. And it's something where no necessarily new new information has come out from that. Because people have obviously kept this you know, pretty close because it just makes you feel that like the monkeys are running the zoo at AEW, which they probably yeah. are. Good yeah, for yeah. Them. yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and that whole thing. And then, so, so then they had to have a tournament to get the belt and the belt eventually goes to uh, Moxley. And then that whole interim thing where everybody's, yes. everybody's belt was interim because Thunder Rosa uh, was gone. Uh, and what was, what was, was, what was Thunder Rosa's uh, exit? What was the, what was uh, the reason for Thunder Rosa's exit? Back injury, and then there was also talk, which I believe was also on the last time we were on, that uh, Jamie Hader was looking for her uh, for retribution over a broken nose. Right. So there was there was that talk as well. Right. Um, so. so then there was interim. Then they said, well, it's no longer interim. They made a big deal out of that when uh, Tony Storm had the belt for a little while. And then like, and then when they interviewed, I remember after the match, uh, when they interviewed Tony Storm, they did a promo interview with her um, after the match with Hader. Uh, where Hader won the belt at the last pay per view, and they did an interview with, and they're like, "How did how, I can't remember who did the interview with her, but um, but they were like, uh, how did with Tony Storm? Uh, how do you feel about uh, you know what uh, it, now your your belt wasn't uh, interim when you had it, you don't have it anymore, but how do you feel about the fact that when you had it, <laughs> the interim technically it's going to go down in the record books, it wasn't interim. She's like, oh, that's great, thanks for bringing that up. I don't have the belt anymore, but <laughs> but thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, it was it was something it was something it was like literally, you know, it's good because then when the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Almanac comes out, there won't be a, an asterisk there or there'll probably right. be two asterisks now because it was thought of it being interim until she lost it. And then it was officially recognized as a rain. So, <laughs> right. I don't know. It's just all, that was all that was all goofy. I will say this, though. It did lead to Jamie Hayter finally getting the goddamn belt. And I could not be happier. I love Jamie Hayter. And She's I know I know great. I'm speaking to like you're, you're you are also a giant fan. I love her. Um, what love is her it about greatly. what is it about Hater that makes her rule so much? And how great is it that she has the belt now? I think the fact that she is just a very a wonderful professional wrestler and the fact that she doesn't necessarily do a lot of, you know, like it's not like, you know, we'll hear from Jamie Hater this week on Rampage and she'll talk for 30 seconds and it's straight into the point and it doesn't feel like someone playing pro wrestling it feels like a true character within the world of pro wrestling. And for the fact you, I, I've always been a big fan of here's your star and here's someone that's with this star. And then that one star eventually overtakes that one star. And they've done all that without having her turn on Brit at all yet. You that's got to like, happen though, right? It's got to Yeah, it's pro wrestling. Yeah. Of course it has. You know, yeah, like, yeah. one day I'm going to turn on you, Nick, and you're going to be very sad <laughs> after, after all these years of us hanging together and stuff but that's like a, that. So. That's, a, that's a match I want to see. I want to see Britt <laughs> versus Jamie, man. I, and, I, and, I, and they can build that shit up as far as I'm concerned. They can build that storyline for months, man. 
and, yeah. and when that match happens, people are going to go nuts for Brit. The police are going to come, as we can hear. The police, in the yeah, the cops are going to come and get us. So yeah. I love it. So yeah, she's been she's been probably. I mean, female. If you're thinking about female MVPs, she's up there along with Bianca Belair, who's having a wonderful year and just really being awesome. The matches that she's had with Becky Lynch have all been great. Like she is just a wonderful professional wrestler. And people love her, man. The kids love her, and that's yes. that's something. I'm not a huge fan of the Bianca Belair, but uh, but I I, I I I I you know look, I admire what she does, and and she is seriously like I mean they do call her the role model. Yes. Um, and little girls love Bianca Belair, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Especially little girls of color, they love her, and I think that that's fantastic. Um, yeah, Hater for me though is the you know like I mean I just I I love Jamie Hater. Um, so, so if you had, let's sit there and say both programs, AEW and WWE, were on the same time. Yeah. If Bray Wyatt and LA Knight were on WWE <laughs> and Jamie Hayter was on AEW, you would probably be watching Jamie Hayter. I don't even think that that's an, a proper question. Um, I just don't give a shit about Bray Wyatt. I don't care about Uncle Howdy. It takes him 45 minutes to get to the fucking ring, and then he doesn't even wrestle. He finally wrestled at a dark show. In Madison Square Garden, finally, and um, we didn't see it. Uh, I mean, is, he, is his first match going to be against LA Knight? Is that going to be the first? I would hope so. I mean, yeah. if, if I mean, the good thing about about this day and age is you can easily skip through stuff later on. So yeah, it's something where I heard there was a character called Uncle Howdy, and it seemed like an idea that I potentially had, like in 1998, uh, just for a character named Uncle Howdy. Yeah. And the fact that it's becoming real, but it's becoming really bad is, is just not suitable. But I, I know I know that there are Bray fans out there, and I, I would like to ask them why. Uh, I agree. Is it, I, is it something I, where they just really want the Fiend back? Because the Fiend era Bray Wyatt was much, much worse than the regular Bray Wyatt. Oh, I like, totally agree. No. I totally agree. I don't understand why people are excited to have the Fiend come back. Don't you remember what happened the whole Alexa Bliss, that final match? With with uh, with Orton, I mean that was embarrassing. Yes. That whole thing, that whole storyline was awful. Um, Lovely Jack in the Box, though. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck are we watching here? And then like Bray Wyatt comes back. It takes him fifteen minutes to get to the ring. You know, he's he's got the lantern. He blows the lantern out, and all right, blah blah blah. Then he opens his mouth, and he's his. You know, uh, the promos are bad, and then they put him in the. You know, I like I like LA Knight as much as anybody does, but come on, man. I mean. And, I, and I'm happy just, because it's two people I don't care about in a few, yeah, which is yeah. really it's. It, thank God bless WWE for doing that to me. So. <laughs> just kidding, knock that one out of the out, out of there. Uh, Sports Illustrated, you mentioned they also had, in addition to Seth Rollins, um, they had their top ten wrestlers were John Moxley, Bianca Belair, Roman Reigns, uh, Will Osprey, Jamie Hayter, um, uh, the uh, El, uh, uh, El Hildo Del Vinco. Uh, Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, and Masha Slamovich. Slamovich. How about that? Yes. Yes. How about we will that? You be must be, at our you show. Must, you yes. must be thrilled about that, uh, Masha she's Slamovich. She's great. Yeah, she's She's awesome. great. She's had some marvelous matches this year. Uh, I would sit there. If you do have the High Spots Network, you can definitely check out her match that she had with Josh Alexander at Destination Chicago. And then also check out the match she had with Davey Vega during night two of the Jim Lina Memorial Tournament, also available on there. Because, I mean, it was great. Because here's Davey Vega, this big, you know, heritage champion, this co- the cock of the walk, so to speak. And all of a sudden, her music comes out, and he just had this look on his face like, oh, my God. Yeah. But she's, she's awesome. Well, she's she's she, one of my favorite talents to work with. Uh, Very easygoing. Just, just, and I've enjoyed her run in Impact. 
I, I, uh, yeah, me too. And I, and, and I was there the, the, for the match, that first match that you mentioned, I was at the destination Chicago match and, uh, yes. Uh, and it was unbelievable. It was the highlight of the show. Like she stole yes. the whole goddamn show. She was it fucking was so great. great. Uh, and you know, like intergender matches. Oh yeah. Hey, wait a minute. What about intergender matches? What, 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 what about, um, uh, 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 Rhea, um, uh, and the intergender match that suddenly happened on Monday. Um, that was good. That, that was, was very, great. very good. That was you great. Know? Yeah, that was that was that was a lot of fun. So anyway, um, okay. Well, what do you what do you think is going to be happening overall? The year of twenty twenty two. How do you think both big companies did? What would you who would you give the advantage to? Right now, I would give the slight advantage to the WWE. They're a little bit hotter due to the fact that the product and some of the stuff with like the bloodline, as we mentioned, and Sami Zayn, and I also mentioned the Seth Rollins. AEW is sort of going through. They had something going well. The problem is what they had going well is something that doesn't last, where they would have new talents coming in quite frequently that were former WWE talents, but then sort of guys sort of land, lab, you know, they sort of, they get to AEW, they do something for a few months, and then they're gone. Like, for instance, Miro, let's say. Like, Miro came in with a dumb, dumb, dumb gimmick of the best man for Kip Sabian, and then he became cool God-fearing Miro, and it was awesome. He had a good run for a few months, and now he's not even on TV. So it's something where, you know, and there's been talk back and forth about what happened there, but it's something where I think AEW still puts on really quality shows. I think the Dynamite this week was absolutely fantastic Fantastic. in so many regards, like from Danielson to Page to a super hot crowd. And what AEW does is very good. The problem is AEW at times feels that they have so many kids in the sandbox where you get lost, lose track right. of your kids. Right. No, it's true. It's absolutely true. Well, what do you think of, uh, really quickly, uh, um, how about uh, um, Jericho being so awesome and putting that dude over? Uh, uh, that was and, awesome. Wasn't that, was that fantastic? Cool. I mean, I was like, what a fucking cool dude Jericho is. You know what I mean? And then he blows his face off with a fireball, which is fantastic. Yes. I, I'm happy about all of that. I just like the fact the guy's name. Action and Dreddy. That's like yeah. one of the coolest yeah. pro wrestling. Like, you know, you could sit there and find a pro wrestling generator somewhere on Facebook. There's no way you're going to get a right. name as cool as Action and Dreddy. So. Action and Dreddy. And, and Jericho put him over. It was great, man. It yeah. was, uh, I, 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 don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. AEW has had a very, very good year. Yep. But between all the turmoil that's there and yep. just in general at times, like AEW... It just seems like they have someone that could break out, but then they're stuck in a feud yeah. for a few months with someone else. Like there's there's little nitpicks that I have about AEW's product, but I think both wrestling products are very very good right now and definitely deserve your time and attention, especially when you could watch some of it on like YouTube when you're you know on the bus going from your bathroom to your uh, work at home area. So right, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, and it's also I mean you know uh, you know crazy shit going on off off the. Off. That's affected uh, AEW. I mean, MJF gone for such a long time. You didn't know mm-hmm. what the fuck was going on there. That played weird. That became part of the storyline. His promos this uh, year, I, I mean, obviously, he's the best on the mic right now. There's just there's nobody better. And some of yeah. the promos that he did, the promos that he did, him and, him and Regal were unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, some of, it is sh- is some of it is kind of shooting and some of it isn't. And nobody, nobody walks that fine line better than MJF. And then he's up in the, in the, in the booth the other night with uh, like a, 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 what's her name? Uh, Donnie, um, 
oh, I can't even remember what the wrestler's name is, but she was like a she worked in the in in uh, in an independent league. She was an independent wrestler, and he had just okay. had her up there. <laughs> it's like I got the hottest chick in Colorado, and nobody knew who she was, and everybody was like. You know, uh, who is that? Who is that wrestler? And then she got a nice bump. She's an independent wrestler. And, of course, I can't remember her name now. Um, but she was up in the booth with him. And so when, MJ, when MJF is there, it's great. It's just mm-hmm. like, what's going on? How much, what's real? What isn't? Um, and how they handled it, him being gone. And now he's got the belt, which I think, of course, you know, was part of the negotiations, obviously, when he was off the air for a while. And I'm very curious to see how his role in the Iron Claw, the story of the Von Erics, turns out. Yeah. Like, I'm very, very curious the fact that he got a role in something, an A24 film about the yeah. Von Erics. Like, this yeah. is this is the thing probably I'm the most excited about pro wrestling in 2023, other than, of course, AEW Pro, which, of course, returns tonight. Just check, out, check us out on social media. So Very good. Very good. All right. Well, we'll look for the Von Erich movie. That I can't wait for that either. And uh, he's playing a Von Erich, if I'm not mistaken. I think he is playing Jay. Lance Von Erich, which playing is Lance. one of the most interesting Von Erichs yeah. because he was not a real Von Erich. He was brought in when yeah. some of the Von Erichs had issues, and they even he was not a blood Von Erich. So he was right. a false Von Erich. And right. when they, he had a falling out with a family, uh, Fritz, who was the uh, you know premier of the Von Erich family, literally told everyone. Yeah, he really wasn't one of us. So. Right, exactly. Real quick before we get out of here, um, I have been loving all of the shit they've been doing on Vice, all of the behind-the-scenes stuff. I fucking love Tales from the from uh, the uh, from the territories. Loved it. Was it. Great. Loved it. it. Was... Just just having the camera on those guys sitting around the table and talking, just brilliant. Just let the guys talk. You know what I mean? Put the camera on, let them smoke cigarettes, and let them talk. I loved Tales from the Territory. Every I, episode I, was it was fantastic. I think one of the things I liked about it was the fact that they gave people time to talk about the territories as opposed to with WWE basically taking over everything. A lot of the stuff has been history is written by the winners. So it's basically WWE based. But in this case, they actually had names and stuff like that. People that you wouldn't necessarily work with telling the story. So it was marvelous. One of my favorite of the year. I like this more than like. It felt like with the dark side of the ring, there's only so many things that they could talk about, like yeah. where it's sort of a just waiting for some wrestling things to happen. And then, of right. course, the brawl out fight happened. And then, right. you know, they can only do one episode about that. But, That's true. So. Very, very true. OK. Have you, by uh, the way, one last thing. Yeah. Did you watch the Ric Flair uh, thing on the Peacock Network? I have not watched it yet. I have okay. not. I've not been over. Uh, the, I, I will because I'm going to I'm going to my folks house this weekend. Last time I was there was on Christmas Day and it didn't debut till the 26th. They've got I'm the very. Very intrigued what you thought of, think of it, Nick. I'm going to watch it for sure because you know how much they basically, I love. They basically talk a lot about his alcoholism. And okay. And it's something where you as a recovering alcoholic, like mm-hmm. I know that you you have, would have a certain sense of it. So I, I it was very, very good, but it was just I, I had a bad taste in my mouth afterwards. Oh, okay. Well, I'll definitely watch it for sure. There's no way I'm going to miss it. I'm going to watch it this weekend, and that's on the Peacock. Yeah, whenever I need to watch the Peacock, I got to go over to the folks' house. They got the Peacock. Okay. So they got the peacock because they're both obsessed with wrestling. So good for them. God yeah, bless I your watch, parents. I watch all my pay per views, WWE stuff, uh, with my parents. And my mom, to this day, Keith, my mom still thinks, well, it is real, but she like gets mad, like gets very I, mad. Like she, she I, bought, I bought, I uh, bought, I walked over. I made the mistake of like on Christmas Day when I went over there. I was wearing my new uh, Shayna Baszler limb for limb T shirt. And my mom was mad at me. My mom's like, why are you wearing a Shayna Baszler t-shirt? <laughs> In this household. Because she rules. That's why I'm wearing it. So, anyway, that's the, by the way, that's the first uh, wrestling t-shirt I've purchased since The Shield. 
that says is, something right there. Is, is the Shayna Baszler, because I love Shayna Baszler, and I love that T-shirt because it's like a Saul Bass Anatomy of a Murder movie poster. Yeah. But, but, and I was like, God damn, that's the best shirt I've ever seen. And I, and I happened to love Shayna Baszler, so... I was like, all right. And I walked into the, I walked into my parents' house. My mom's like, is that a Shannon Baszler t-shirt? She was get going out to the house, Nick. Get, get yeah. out. No Christmas. And also, it doesn't look like there's a whole thing about wrestling t-shirts that don't look like wrestling t-shirts. Like, that one does not. Yeah. It's not yeah. black. It doesn't right. have something that could be like, ooh, right. tawdry. So. No, like I said, it looks like a, a Saul Bass Anatomy of a Murder poster. But it looks like awesome. it looks like that. It's fantastic. And all, I also happen to really love Shannon Baszler, so that worked out pretty well. She's right. quite great. She's the best, man. She, I love her. I think she's fantastic. Um, oh, and she she actually retweeted and re-Instagrammed uh, a couple of things I posted about her, which I was th- I was thrilled about, which made she's me happy. Great, great whiskey drinking woman. There love you her. go. All right, AAW Pro tonight. You can check it out. Check them out on uh, all the Instagrams and all the social medias and all that stuff. Keith, always a pleasure, and we're looking forward to 2023. And we'll uh, we'll talk uh, in a few weeks or a couple of months or something or about a month and a half. Uh, and and. And uh, as we dive into 2023, we'll, uh, we'll get your thoughts on pro wrestling then, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, everyone listening. Definitely check out AEW Pro for more information. Definitely check out all the social medias that you have. Check out AEW Pro. I believe we are now on Hive as well. So definitely check us out and give us a chance because we're here go. to have fun and yep. bring great independent pro wrestling to Chicago. And, 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 Nick, and next, year, the, you, next, year they, next year they will be in. Berwin. So yes. there you go. All right. All right. Keith, thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right, take care. There you go. That's uh, Keith Lipinski uh, talking about the ups, the downs, the weirdness of pro wrestling in 2022. Hey, speaking of weirdness, here's Esmeralda Leon. No, she's not weird. That's really dumb of me to say. She's awesome. I'm weird. She's the normal one. Here's Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esma. I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda Leon. And here she is. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. It's the last show of 2022. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. What a crazy year. Insane. Yeah. Well, I never know. what I, I couldn't tell you what happened this year. I always well, have to the, look at those those year-end things because I'm like, all right, that yeah. happened. Well, that's what we've been doing. I just did the, uh, we just did a whole wrap-up of the year in pro wrestling with my friend, uh, well, there you go. Pinsky, and it's always easy to go back. But this, um, this year has been special because that's how this whole thing started this year is the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh. Second week in January, we'll be celebrating a year of nice. the podcast. Uh, and obviously, a couple episodes ago, we separated, we celebrated 100 uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. So, Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and you're off next week, mm-hmm. uh, the next two episodes, mm-hmm. because the next episode is the first, uh, it'll be the first episode of the new year, 2023, and the first episode of uh, the month, which means Tom and uh, Herb will be here to answer your consumer and car questions. Very nice. For Which, yes. I think, uh, quite uh, timely, 
just because, you know, new year, people want to do new things. Yep. Get new cars. I think Get also, new whatevers. Not, also, <laughs> not only that, Esmeralda, but in consumer uh, things, we've talked about, we've talked a lot with Herb about travel, and maybe Southwest Airlines might mm. come up. I'm not real sure. Yeah. <laughs> not sure that's going to I never, I very rarely will fly Southwest. Because honestly, I will check their prices. They don't. So when you go searching for flights and things, the, the Southwest is never on there. And that's like their thing. They're like, you have to go to our website. We're not on Priceline right. or anything like that. Right. And then you go look and you're just like, it's the same price. It's They're I've, never like, oh, it's so cheap. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I've if you get the I've, deal. I've but, flown Southwest a couple of times. Um, and I had a fine experience flying Southwest, but this is, holy shit, what's going on now? Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I understand that you have no people and things, but just to be like, yeah. bye, everybody. <laughs> I, 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 I have three words for this whole thing. <sighs> three words. You ready? Mm-hmm. High speed rail. That's it. Let's do it. Yeah, you, I wish. Oh, <laughs> I wish. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Ugh. And I, mean, I like to I like to go on Amtrak. I do so too. So if there was something quicker, <gasps> yeah. If you could get to California in yeah, what let's hours? I guess let's because do it, man. let's do it. It's what two hours now, or two what? hours? It's like two days. On about a, on, a, on a train, yeah. On a at, train, at, at least two days, yeah, at least. Mm-hmm. At least. Uh, if you could get there in one, even one. Yeah. That's that would all be I'm exciting. Saying. That's all I'm saying, because I, I, yeah. think, I, think I think the airlines are, are kind of a fucking scam anyway, man. You know what I mean? I, I've always thought that they treat people like shit. Um, I mean, it's general. just, a, it's I, just is, a, a bus on in the sky. You, you know, you know, I mean, it, it always <laughs> seemed like the airlines were run by assholes, too. You know what I mean? It just seems that mm. way to me. Um, so high-speed rail, baby. Let's, get, let's do it. Let's have conductors screaming, hanging out. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's really gone. It's gone downhill, in my opinion, unless you're flying business and first class sure. all the time. Yeah. But it's gone down a lot. Like, I remember when, as a kid, just the whole experience was always felt so much more exciting. And we flew oh, yeah. f- a lot. We kind of flew a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we would dress up. Like, I remember I'd have to, you know, we'd put Ooh. on our little dress up outfits just because yeah wow. you're you're flying you're going wow. somewhere yeah! and now people are just like i'm gonna put on some sweatpants and flip-flops and well, no, well, it's not like only that. not only that i'm gonna take <laughs> off my shoes and clip my nails and fucking yeah put my shoes on the back of the seat next to your head you know what i mean like what the f- i mean no. we're literally it's a bus terminal now yeah it's like- <laughs> and, and 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 also just like the airlines themselves are all fucked up anyway you know what i mean yeah. like the whole i mean it's just Wow. Maybe that'll come up. I don't know. Maybe it'll, <laughs> it'll come up Maybe. on Tuesday. I, my guess is that Herb, at some point, and I will be talking about Southwest Airlines. I can't. It might hint about it, it a little bit. It might sneak Maybe. in. I'm not sure. <laughs> and then uh, you're also off next week on Friday because um, Eric and uh, Steve and I are going to do a full rundown of the best mm, films yeah. of 2022. Nice. And that's going to take up the whole show. So I'm sorry about that, Esmeralda. That's totally fine. But, so, um, yeah, we'll have to dock your pay. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah. Oh, wait. Hold on. I got the hell on. Here's what I'll do. I'll buy you one of these. <gasps> McRib is back. How about that? I'm fine. <laughs> McRib is back. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Anyway, so uh, you got a week off. So uh, w- uh, when you come mm. back, I believe that the episode when you come back will technically be our year anniversary. So we can go nuts. We'll just go nuts and start flipping tables. How about that? <laughs> sure. I'll wreck my apartment. Imaginary, apartment. imaginary <laughs> podcast tables. Yeah. Start <laughs> flipping. God damn it, Nick. All right. So, uh, Magic Megaphone, let's get that out of the way real quick, mm-hmm. uh, because they just yes, keep piling yes. up, and we want to hear more. Esmeralda's fa- <laughs> this is Esmeralda's favorite thing. Yeah. Um, if you have a message that you would like me to speak into the Magic Megaphone, to share with people, or to a secret sort of code that you're sharing, or whatever, or I don't know what it is, uh, send me an email, tell me what to say, I'm a monkey, I'll say it, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. And again, I'll play it, Esmeralda, and then we will, I will explain it, okay? Mm-hmm. And now this one is not you will you will definitely definitely without question uh, get this and I but I will explain the reason why this person requested it okay mm-hmm. okay so here it is the magic megaphone message for this episode and this is from Bill who by the way is Tom Appel's UPS guy oh which we heard about remember How fun. he said he Tom yeah. said that the UPS guy said hey is is your husband the guy on uh, Nick's podcast. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Bill uh, Anderson is his name, Mr. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Whenever I hear Mr. Anderson, whenever I hear Anderson, I obviously think of the, of the Matrix because I'm an idiot. Um, but anyway, Tom Appel's UPS guy wanted me to say this into the megaphone, and here it is. Would Esmeralda buy that? You big dummy. Would Esmeralda buy that? You big dummy. Would Esmeralda right. buy that? You big dummy. So would Esmeralda that's what, buy that? Right. So he would, Oh, whoa, whoa. Shut up. Okay. So uh, now you recognize those two phrases, obviously. Yes. Okay. Um, would Esmeralda buy that is a segment that we used to do at the car wash where we would ask you, Esmeralda, if you would buy certain sort of infomercial type products. And then we would mm-hmm. guess as to whether you would actually buy them or not. Uh, and it was a fun. It was fun. It was a fun thing. Yeah. You you kind of have a, a weakness. Like if you had unending money, you'd probably buy oh a lot. God. You'd probably buy a ton of shit that you would see on infomercials overnight or check out on mm-hmm. weird little gadgets and shit. Right. Yes. And and during my tenure at uh, the car wash, it was uh, very sweet of of. Um, both you and Dan, uh, for my birthday. Oh, Dan and um, Vic, yeah. for my birthday, you had gotten me a few of the actual products that we had talked right, about. Right, right. Like Juice Bruce. Juice I still, Bruce. I still use Juice Bruce. Juice Bruce is very useful. <laughs> and if you don't remember who Juice Bruce is or, or never heard it, Juice Bruce is literally just a, a, a juicer, like a hand. Like a, Do they have a different word for it? A juicer where you just take a Because it's not a juicer juicer. Like if someone thinks juicer, you think the machine, but it is You cut a lemon in half and you squeeze, you you grind it down on the juicer. Right. You push it it down on the, that's the, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a different word for the hand kind. Yeah. But his, he's like a, but he's like a dude though. He's, he's. Yeah, he's got a, he just has a face uh, (laughs) cut into it because it's wood. And then, but he just, they, they, that's all they did. There's really nothing else to it. 
What's his name again? Fruit Juice Bruce. Juice Bruce. Okay. Juice. So you still Bruce. use Juice Bruce? Oh yeah, I use and, Juice Bruce all the time. And what we would do is we would scour the weird infomercial and crazy little products. Um, and then we would describe them and talk about them and look at pictures of them and have everybody who was listening to the car mm-hmm. wash listen. And then we would bet, we would describe the product, and then Vic, myself, and Dan or Tom, whoever would be there, would vote on whether or not we thought Esmeralda would buy the product. And then Esmeralda yes. would say yes, and then the reasons why. And it was, it was one, of our, one of our most popular and fun regular segments that we did. Um. And uh, the reason why, and then the other one, you big dummy, was also a very popular segment that we oh, used to yeah. do on the car mm-hmm. wash, where I would uh, read news stories of the week each Friday morning. I would read news stories of the week where people did really stupid shit. And we are at right. There's we're never gonna. That's never gonna be a problem. Finding news stories of people doing stupid shit. That's not gonna be a problem. Oh yeah, no, not at all. So these were two uh, regular segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Bill, Tom's UPS guy, loved. And that's why he uh, wanted me uh, to, to have this. Would Esmeralda buy that? You big dummy. Right. Would Esmeralda buy that? You big dummy. So that's why uh, he That's enjoyable. That. I yeah. enjoy that, that he put the two together. He that's was fun. like, for old time's <laughs> sakes, can, can you say, would Esmeralda buy that? You big dummy. Just put them together. Because they were his two, two of his favorite segments. But here's yeah. the quick email from Bill. If you oh, remember, nice. um, the UPS guy, uh, uh, Tom said, hey, my UPS guy said to my wife, is your, is your husband on the Nick D podcast? <laughs> out of nowhere. Are you that Tom Appel? <laughs> Are you that Tom Appel? And then when he found out, yeah, the UPS guy goes, oh, man, I love your husband on that show. It's great. <laughs> so Bill then heard me give him a shout out. And here's what he says. Hey, Nick, thanks for the shout out. Um, I was thinking uh, that that was Tom's house, as he always talks about Palatine and had mentioned the Casey's Auto Repair right down the street from there. Um, I had asked the woman, who was Mrs. Appel, if her husband was the car guy from your show, and when she said yes, I was smiling from ear to ear. Then he says, this is the best part, brother. Um, He says, um, when uh, I I, I asked... um, uh, I asked if her husband was the car guy from your show, and then mm-hmm. she said yes. I was smiling from ear to ear, and then he, and then she, and then he says, "I have been their driver for over fourteen years, so it took me that oh, long my to, goodness. Put, to put two and two together." Now wait a minute, how long has he been doing your show? Uh, he's been how long is who? Tom. Tom Appel. Oh my, for years, yeah, for for many years, probably more than fourteen. Uh, Tom has been you doing, think? Tom has been a regular on my show. I don't know if it's been 14 years, but yeah, no, no, no. It probably has been around. It's been over 10 for sure. Definitely over 10. Yeah. How fun. But he's like a driver for over 14 years. He said, it only took yeah. me that long to put two and two together. And then he said, <laughs> I guess that's why I'm just a truck driver. Oh, come on. I mean, hey, it's not like you see them. No, you, I mean, not. sometimes you might, but, but you know, you don't hear their voice. It's right. just a voice. Right. And, and again, so you don't know. The, you can't the, be like just asking everybody like, hey, are you? And, t- and, <laughs> you and, know, and, and, and truck drivers do one of the most important jobs in this world. In fact, when the world was shut down during covid, who was out? Truck drivers. Exactly. Yeah. They were the ones bringing everything for Absolutely. everybody. Absolutely. I talked to them every morning when I was working on when I was working during the during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first hour of the show was dedicated to talking to truckers who were out on the road. Yeah. Um, you know, important stuff. And it says, after all, my wife and I have been listening to you and to Tom. We go all the way back to the Gary Lee Wright days. 
Oh, my goodness. Then he says, I am so happy you got out of that damn car wash. You sound so much happier now <laughs> that you have so much freedom. We're going to try to come out to your next live broadcast. We can't wait. Um, and, uh, and now to the most important part of the email. Oh, and he, he, he requests uh, Wood Esmeralda buy that new big dummy. Okay, for old time's sake. Yeah. Uh, but he refers to it as, and I, this is, now it's going to be, I guess it's even going to be altering Esmeralda. Are you ready for this? He refers to it as the magical mystery megaphone. He added the word Ooh. mystery. So I like now, I like that. I do too. It's it makes very, it sound even yeah more woo woo. Yeah, and also <laughs> it makes it sound it, it also makes it sound Beatlesque, the magical yeah. mystery megaphone. So anytime you can tie the Beatles in, that's good. There you go. And then Bill says, uh, "Love you both." From Bill Tom Appel's UPS guy. <laughs> that's I love it. At. That's so fun. Yeah. So anyway, that was this week's uh, or this episode's. Uh, megaphone message that's very cute and again if you want to you know leave me you know instructions on what to say email me nickdpodcast at gmail.com or uh, leave your podcast uh, uh, voicemail at 773-417-6948 hey uh i i sent you a picture of uh of some of the swag that we oh, now yeah. have we have t-shirts mm-hmm. now esmeralda very fun they're I so love it. cool they're so cool i put uh, i put one aside for you Thank you. And then we're going to give a bunch of them away at uh, our event at Zany's. So we've yeah. got Nick D oh, Podcast. I love it. Uh, Nick D Podcast t-shirts to give away. High quality, awesome t-shirts. And I do want to thank Ron and Jackie, who are a married couple that have been listening to me for years. And they happen to run the Basement Custom Shirts Shop. Ooh. And they were like, we'll make t-shirts for you. And so they did it. And they made us a bunch of t-shirts. Um, so thank you. Big time to Ron and Jackie for making high quality T-shirts. Whatever your T-shirt needs, screen printing, tailor. They have a tailor shop there. They do men's, ladies, children's clothing. They're at forty-seven twenty-three South Ashland. They're called the Basement Custom Shirts, uh, and you can check out mybasement.biz. That's their website. Give them pictures. They'll put it on a T-shirt for you. Whatever you want on a T-shirt, they'll do for you. High quality stuff. And they did the Nick D podcast uh, T-shirts that we're going to be giving away. Uh, at Zany's on January 17th. You want to call them? 773-247-5559. 773-247-5559. And that's the Basement Custom Shirts on South Ashland. What was that website again? Oh, the website is mybasement.biz, B-I-Z. www.mybasement.biz, B-I-Z. They offer all kinds of tailoring services. They do T-shirts. They do screen printing. Uh, and if you want a picture or something on a T-shirt, they'll do it for you. And they were kind enough to... Uh, make a bunch of t-shirts that we'll be giving away on the 17th of January. Nice. Yeah. By and the way, I'm looking too. I'm looking at their website now mm-hmm. and they do airbrushing. Yeah. It looks really cool. They do great <laughs> stuff. Great stuff. And they're also It looks am- really cool. Amazingly nice people. They've been very supportive and they're huge fans. They used to come to my film club events. They've been to like mm-hmm. almost every one of them. They were there every month back at the the Movie Co Theater. Yeah. Really lovely people. And, you know, when I was like, hey, I'd love to get some T-shirts, they were like, we got it. And they did it for us. So Nice. Yeah, so that's that's them. Uh, they're really lovely people. And uh, check out mybasement.biz. Uh, uh, and, again, January 17th, get your tickets now. We're going to pack the place. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interactive. Uh, me, Esmeralda, on stage. We're going to interview the great Dwayne Kennedy, one of the best stand-ups of all time, an Emmy winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my dad's going to come up and tell a joke. We've got stuff that we're going to be giving away in addition to the coffee mugs, the Nick D uh, podcast coffee mugs, which are awesome. The Nick D podcast T-shirts. We're going to have some dinner stuff to give away and some other prizes from Apt Electronics and all kinds of stuff. We'll have trivia questions. 
We'll do a taste testing thing. Uh, we're going to have a blast, and we want to pack the place. It's going to be a lot of fun. So it's Zany's uh, in Rosemont on January 17th, Tuesday, January 17th. Go to rosemont.zanies.com. Get your tickets now. Make those reservations, and let's pack the place and, uh, and have some fun. Because the first time we did it in November was a blast. Just a blast. Oh, it was super fun. Yeah. So we can only go up from there, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just going to be so much fun. And we want, we want to do it every month. And Zany's at Rosemont's like, yeah, you guys, we had a blast the last time. Apparently, my uh, subscribers and our fans are good tippers. So the staff was happy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then the staff themselves were great. They were fantastic. Like, from the moment we walked in, everyone was super nice and, like, yep. super helpful. And, yeah, yep. it was it was a great time. It was terrific. And uh, we'll do it again. And uh, me, Esmeralda, Dwayne Kennedy on stage. It'll be great. My dad comes up, tells a joke. You will be a part of the recording of the podcast as uh, spectators and listeners and and audience members. And again, Zanies, uh, you can check it out in Rosemont on Tuesday, January seventeenth. And uh, and yeah, Esmeralda, I'm so excited that uh, we can walk around with uh, with Nick D podcast T-shirts now and then drink our coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I'll drink coffee out of this mug. So <laughs> you can drink anything out of a mug. That's true. That's absolutely true. So, you can have your milk out of the mug. I can, and I always have milk, as you know. <laughs> I drink a lot of yes. milk, as you know. You drink a lot of milk, whole I, milk, which is I, yeah, not crazy that, I, to me. I don't drink that <laughs> 2% skim <laughs> pussy stuff. I drink the good stuff. Good Lord. That, yeah, whenever that's like cream to me now. I know. Like, I, I know. can't, whoo, it know. is thick. It's crazy because, you know, I, when I, whenever I go over to my, to my parents' house, Mm-hmm. Um, and hang out and I spend the night, uh, you know, uh, sometimes. And then in the morning, like I'll have a bowl of cereal or something. And then like, I get the, the milk and I pour it into the cereal and I'm like, what is this shit? It's like dishwater. Get some real milk in this place. I'm just, oh, the fact that whole milk. I drink whole Whoa. milk. As well, I go through, I live alone. I go through it's a like, gallon. I can taste the fat on it. Like whenever I've had whole milk, I'm just like, oh my God. It's like, I, your yeah. mouth is yeah. covered. It's like drink. a lot of people are like, what is that? Are you drinking whipping cream? What the fuck? What is exactly? Woof. Um, I, well, good I mean, for I, you. I like seriously, <laughs> like whenever, like I go to my parents' house, they have, you know, the 2% of the skim or whatever. The most that what normal people have. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I may not drink whole, but I, I'll do two, yeah. but that's where I draw the line. Skim is no. disgusting to me. Water. That's that it's is water. watered down milk. It's fucking water. It's water. I think two percent is the same thing. I can't drink that shit. It's well, you're be drinking whole, milk. whole, so it's the whole. Someone milk. should give you. Someone should give you cream. I'd be curious, like if you would even notice. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Remember when we were doing the pumpkin spice taste test last month? Or right. Oh yeah, you were ago. drinking. Well, yeah, but creamer. that was non dairy. But it that was, was non dairy. Yeah, and it was not good. But it was like creamer, and it had the consistency of. Cre- and I was still like, "This is not thick enough for my liking." Oh, did you throw it away already? I did. Yeah, that probably wouldn't last. No, I had it. I was <laughs> just because it's non dairy. <laughs> you know what? We haven't seen each other. You know what? I didn't bring it. I didn't think to bring it to Zany's in November. <laughs> oh right, I didn't even. I didn't even think about it. Honestly. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, and we have to let's talk off the air about what kind of crazy snacks and shit we're going to get to taste test. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Um, and, and so it'll be fun. So anyway, uh, and speaking of taste tests, we got more candy from Japan that we're going to be uh, taste testing and snacks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coming up in a little bit. And uh, before we started recording, we did do the translating on what we have. Yes. And I have a, a little like cracker thing that says milk cream sandwich cracker. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I have is like this weird little, it's got Hello Kitty on it. 
and it's liquidy. And I think when I open it, it's going to shoot out all over the place, which is why I have a cup next to me. <laughs> um, and it says, hello, sure. Kitty. And then the translation from Japanese says, fruit jelly, blue, green, contains collagen. Mm-hmm. So, and then what, what are your snacks? Which is good for you. I guess, mine is, the, yeah. Mine is Ichigo cream for the cookie. Um, and I, it for summer, I was like, what is Ichigo? It just strawberry. It just means strawberry in Japanese. <laughs> you thought I was it was like, going to be something ooh, mysterious. Nope, just strawberry. Nope, strawberry. Uh, and then I have something similar to yours. Mine is like almost the adult version because there's just pictures of apples on it. Right. Yours has Hello Kitty. Mine's Mine like Hello the grown-up. <laughs> and it's similar. I can feel inside there's like a piece of something. So it's it's like a it's a cone konjac jelly, which is uh, it's essentially something that they use. It's like to make gelatin, right. but not with animals. Right. Because FYI, is, if you didn't know, <laughs> yeah, gelatin use, is animals, no, animal is bones it, or something. It is. It is. It's bones. Yeah. So, so FYI, um, if you're, okay. <laughs> that's what Jello well, this is, has. <laughs> this is. Um, th- I don't have anything solid in mind. This is all just jello. jello. Oh really? Yeah, I can feel. Well, jelly is solid. It's not yeah, solid. Yeah, but, no, but solid, this. But... This is like seriously, it's going to ooze out. When I open it, it's going to go. It's going to ooze out. <laughs> okay. That's, that's why I have a. I have a, I, I, have a, I have a large napkin and a cup next to me. It <laughs> makes me sad that we don't. We're not filming things. I know. Just on the on the fact it's going to ooze it's out. It's going to go. <laughs> it's like Hello Kitty is just going to poo all over the. Uh, yeah. Yep. The that's. <laughs> all right. Okay. You know, uh, the last time uh, that we talked, we were talking about some really fun stories. You know, it's really, you know, kind of repetitive uh, to hear stories about, like, celebrities being drunk and acting like assholes or celebrities mm-hmm. doing stupid shit and getting arrested or, you know, um, you know, suing each other in court and shitting on each other's beds and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not making that up. If you followed the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, you know that he accused her of taking a giant dump on the bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we uh, had an article, I found an article, and I thought it was fun to talk about. And we had a lot of fun talking about heroic sides of celebrities, celebrities doing nice stuff. Yeah. You know, like we talked about how cool Colin Farrell is and how giving he is mm-hmm. and how nice Tom Hardy is and how Keanu Reeves might be the nicest man on the planet. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, we've got this article about more sort of heroic acts from celebrities. So in a positive way, mm-hmm. we wanted to talk celebrities. Anything else? Uh, what's the next one that you would like to mention as part of the celebrities are heroes here? So I'm not I'm not surprised that this that he did this. But Muhammad Ali talked a man out of jumping from a ninth story fire escape. Is that which right? I I can believe it. Oh yeah, because I feel just like Muhammad Ali was quite the talker, like quite the like, very um, what do you call it when people are nice? Uh, when they're nice, you know, when they're like, uh, ugh, what's the word? You know, you talk to somebody, and you're like, oh, charming, charming. Yes, he's very oh. char. He was very, yeah. he was a very charming guy. Like no when question. you would hear him in interviews and stuff, and just talking in general he seemed very charming and and like he you would be sucked into whatever he was talking about yeah. so i am not surprised that he could talk someone out of jumping uh which he did what are the details? Uh, they, what, you get more details so on emergency responders and clergy they had no luck trying to get this man off uh but ali reportedly told the man i'm your brother i want to help you and he convinced him to come back inside 
and then they took him to the psych ward. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it also says that Ollie promised to visit him later. I don't know if he did, but yeah. well, here's he was the nice thing. enough to you know get him off of that ledge. Yeah. And I, you know, and I'm not again. I'm not surprised that Ali did that. He was one of the great. He was. I mean, there was a reason why he was called the greatest because he was mm-hmm. uh, not yeah. just at boxing as as, as a human being. Um, you know, as someone who cared about what was going on in the world, as someone who stood up for things um, at, at a time, you know, uh, during civil rights movement, where he was a voice that needed to be, you know, heard. Um, one of the most important people that's ever lived. And I'm not just talking sports. I'm talking as a human. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when you got Muhammad Ali going, hey, I'm your brother, I'd come back in. Fuck yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Right. And at the time, I mean, I don't know when this was, but he was uh, a fairly young man. So this was earlier yeah. in his career. So it was like when he was like, hey, I'm looking, I'm looking at the picture. all everybody could talk about. I'm looking at the picture and this looks like sort of like uh, early 70s. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Right. And this is like, he is, you know, famous beyond oh, yeah. famous. No, no, no. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, this was, you know, this was like post Cassius Clay. So when he first started out and then, you know, um, changed his name to what he wanted his name to be, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, so this is the Muhammad Ali period, but in the 70s. And there was no one bigger in the world than Muhammad Ali in the 70s. I mean, I was. Oh, there. sorry. This was, uh, was this just, just shy of the 70s? 81. Oh, 81. Well, still, still. Still, yeah, no. Yeah, he so. was still yep. the big the big thing in the yep. world. You remember, I mean, he still was, but you know what do, I mean? Like, do you remember in 1996, the Olympics in Atlanta, when he um, when he lit the torch? When Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. oh, Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, Muhammad Ali talking somebody out of jumping off of a fire escape. That's fantastic, because he's Muhammad Ali. I mean, I couldn't do that. No. <laughs> no one's going <laughs> to be gonna like, listen what? to me. Hey, no. don't jump. Yeah, shut up, Nick. <laughs> Hmm, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then the result would be. Ah! Yeah, I mean, be... like, yeah, I shouldn't be here. I don't no, know see. who told me to do this, but. <laughs> hey, uh, buddy, I just, I'm your brother. I want to help you. Ah! Oh, shit. Like, no, thank you. Uh, and then you're like, that's not good. God. <laughs> and then that's what I do? Is that is that supposed to be me? <laughs> that's you, dude. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is my oldest lover. Because we're gonna right. get sued. We're gonna get sued. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to represent ourselves, I guess. <laughs> All right. God damn it, Nick. Okay. <sighs> All right. I'll give you asthma. Alright, how about Harrison Ford? Mm. Um, as a volunteer, he seems for like a crabby, crabby man. He does. Like if he's gonna help you, he'd be like, oh, God damn it. I like crabby Harrison Ford. I do. I like because I'm crabby and like you know like because right. like it's funny because like whenever like he's on and like when when J.J. Abrams made the you know when he started doing the uh, the new Star Wars movies mm-hmm. and uh, um you know he's in uh, the he's in the the first one where they kill they kill Han Solo. Sorry, I don't mean to blow it for anybody. Right. I mean it's been years now. It's been many years. 2015 <laughs> is when that I think, came out. Yeah. And uh, and Adam Driver kills Han Solo, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Harrison Ford has been outspoken about the fact that he wanted to kill off Han Solo in the first movie because he, 
<laughs> and like, like, and people are like, you know, like, uh, you know, like all the all the geeks in Star Wars. He's just like, I don't care. Like when they're all like, yeah, but when you did this, and they ask him detailed questions, he's like, I don't oh, know God. what you're talking about, man. Like, you know, I don't know, dude. They gave they, me a script and I read it. Exactly. <laughs> I t- hey, look, I cashed the check. I made a lot of money from it. God bless you for liking it. But I don't know what the fifth droid said in scene 12. I don't fucking know that. But one of my favorite Harrison Ford moments ever. Did you ever see... Now, you know um, David Blaine, right? Yes. Yes. So you know David Blaine like, Hi, I'm David Blaine. Mm -hmm. I will do a magic trick. Here's what I want you to do. Look inside your hat. Would you do me a favor and look in your hat? Because I think you might find your card in your hat. You know, like that kind of shit. Uh, I'm gonna stay in a uh, in a. I'm gonna be handcuffed in a tomb for six months with no food. I'm Dixon Blaine. You know. Uh, yeah. Why, look at this. Yeah. If you look at my look at my shoes, I'm gonna levitate. Can you see? I'm look levitating. at my shoes. I'm David Blaine. <laughs> it's hard for me to believe that that guy had sex with Madonna. It makes me so angry. Um, he's yeah, he's had sex with a lot of women. A lot are, of women, yeah. I know. But like Madonna's the one that killed me. Come on, Madonna. Come on, Madonna. You gonna fall for that guy? <laughs> but anyway, did you ever see the footage of um, him doing like a weird ass, complicated, insane card trick for Harrison Ford? Yeah, and it was in his house, <laughs> right? Wasn't it? Yes, it was in his house, and it was which like, I'm amazed that he let him into his house. Well, do you, do you remember what his response was? Shit, I wish I would have knew. I knew we were. He was talk like, about "Get that. out of my house." No, it was <laughs> get the. He said, "Get the fuck out of my house." Is what he. <laughs> because like he had like he he basically was like, "Okay, pick a card." You know the whole like, "I want you to yeah. pick a card, and would you do me a favor and shuffle the card? Don't look at me." Shuffle the cards. I want you to find another card, and I will find. Okay, could you do me a favor? And f- you know that's how his delivery. Yeah. That's David Blaine. Didn't he find it like in a piece of fruit or yes. something? Take a knife. I want you to cut this orange. <laughs> and it was like, a, and he's like, cut the orange. Frightening. And, and so Harrison Ford is like looking around, like, what do you want me to do? And like he's looking at his wife, who's off camera. You know, Harrison mm-hmm. Ford, and they're in the kitchen, and he's like, uh, he takes a piece of fruit out of the fruit bowl. And he's like, go ahead. And, and so he's like, here, take this knife. you mind taking this knife? Would you please take this knife here? I'm David Blaine. Please take this knife. Oof. By the way, that's my David Blaine impression. It's a good day. We can, we can add, add it, it to the, the list. <laughs> <laughs> so he cuts the orange in half and he digs into the orange. He's like, okay, what's this? I'm look here. We'll pull this out. And then he pulls the card out. It's all folded up and inside the orange and it's all sticky. And he pulls it out and he's like mm-hmm. looking around, like looking at his wife for help, looking at the crew, like what the fuck is this weirdo doing? And then he opened it up and he went, because oh, it was his card. It was like the three of diamonds or whatever. He's like, would you show the card to the camera? Uh, was that your card? Is that your card, uh, Harrison Ford? And so Harrison Ford like shows it to the camera. And then he like looks really shocked and he looks at David Blaine. He goes, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> That's some witchcraft. It is. It's, just... it's, it's, it's great. You know, and you know, like, um, there's a there's a, there's a series of uh, of videos that are on YouTube where, um, and and I've God, who was it that was on? Oh man, I can't remember. It was I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel. It might have been Chris Rock or somebody talking about how black people completely freak out at magic. Like yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. And and like if you and so they took a whole bunch of David Blaine on the street. You know how he does it on the street stuff. It's like, hey, how you mm-hmm. doing? I'm David Blaine. Enjoy my f- floating. You know, he'll do shit like that, <laughs> or he'll do like some weird ass card trick to somebody on the street. He'll just walk up to people on the street and do magic. 
Yeah. Um, and whenever he does it to a group of black people, the response is always like, oh, hell no. And then they run away. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, like it's some it's witchcraft. Right. You don't want to be near it. Right. And, it's Chris <laughs> and, and there are videos of just African-Americans being, you know, walk, David Blaine walking up to him, doing a trick. And the response is running away from him. Like, fuck this guy, man. Fuck him. And then they run away. And, yeah. and it's hilarious. And, and so they were talking about that. And that was kind of like Harrison Ford was like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> so, but anyway, Harrison Ford, he's a volu- he volunteers for rescue missions. He once saved a hiker who was too weak to get off Table Mountain by airlifting her off the mountain with his own personal helicopter. And then a few months later, he flew his helicopter to a forest and rescued a 13-year-old boy who had, been, who had gotten lost. They found out that he was, in the, he was a Boy Scout and he had gotten lost. And Harrison Ford got his helicopter and found him and rescued him. Oh wow! So yeah, and then he well, I also say just keep in mind in 2015 he crashed a plane. <laughs> he did. Oh, that's right. This is probably before. Probably before that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably before. <laughs> he did hurt. I think he I totally he had forgot. some injuries, but he's yeah. Totally yeah. But yeah, he crashed a plane. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, but then, like, it was funny because the 13 year old uh, Boy Scout uh, reportedly was saying uh, Harrison Ford said, "You dumb son of a bitch, get in the fucking helicopter. I'm trying to help you." I think that's what he said. That was <laughs> that was how nice he was. I could see it. Yeah. 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 So all right. Well, Harrison Ford before he was flying into trees and shit did help people. In his helicopter. After right. Tell, after telling David Blaine uh, to get out of his house. Yeah. So. Sometimes he just crashes. Sometimes. <laughs> I totally forgot about I th- It's apparently happened more than once. <laughs> it has. I can't believe I completely forgot about that. <laughs> completely forgot about that. Maybe David Blaine was in the plane with him and freaked him out. Oh, God. Get the fuck out of my plane. Well, wait a minute. Now, he did say get off my plane to Gary Oldman in that goddamn Air Force One movie. Remember? Yeah. When so, Gary Oldman was the, that's his thing. <laughs> Get off my plane. That's right. Like, God, was okay. that movie stupid. What a stupid <laughs> ass movie that was. Oh, my God. He's the president. Get off my plane. What a is that movie. Part, it's not part of a series, was it? No. Air Force One was one movie. Okay. It was enough. I always get those. I always get everything confused with those. Yeah, they're all What is it? The Jack Ryan movies? Yeah. No, well, he was in two of those. He was in Patriot okay. Games and yeah, The yeah. Hunt for Red October. No, no, he wasn't in The Hunt for Red October. That was Alec Baldwin. He was in Patriot Games yeah. and uh, another one. He played yeah. Jack Ryan in two. I don't know. The I never, Fleck, I was The Ben Affleck told. played him. The Ben Affleck played him once. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chris Pine played him once. And now uh, Krasinski. John Krasinski plays him on the TV show. Yeah. I, I find it. He's, it's just a very yeah low budget. Clear and present danger was the other one. It's a, like a low bu- budget Jason Bourne to me. Like, well, this was before Jason Bourne. But no, but I mean, like now watching that. Oh, like, I oh, want, oh you mean the show with the, with Krasinski? The show. Yeah, I'm just. Oh like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Just well, he's fucking just Jim like, from The Office. I don't give. You know what I mean? Uh, he's always going to be like. I keep waiting for him to look at the camera and, and look cute. And go, uh oh, there's, oh no, there's some terrorists I have to stop. I better call Pam. And then he looks at the camera and goes, wah, wah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm one, one of those the, people of that terrorists... kind of thought he was an asshole on that show. He was. He was. Well, the, the thing it's about like, that, uh, the, the thing about The Office was that they were all assholes. And if you, if you go back and look at Ricky Gervais's British, the original British show, they're all dicks. Everybody on the show. And especially the character he played. I mean, like. They even watered it down when Car- Carell was a complete 
dickhead in that show. Oh, he was in the beginning. He was. Yeah, but he became dumber. And then dumber. they they figured out. Yeah, then they make figured him, out they make make they don't him need sweet, to do that. Right, make him sweet and dumb. But yeah. If you watch yeah, the yeah. British version, the character that Ricky Gervais plays is actively an asshole. Like a oh, of course, yeah, because <laughs> it's Gervais, you know, and he doesn't care. Yeah, he's already so it's like, oh, yeah. well, you're just playing what you yeah. know. <laughs> That's it. I know. I love Ricky Gervais. I love that guy. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, keep waiting for Jim Halpert during, you know, he's Jim Halpert on that show, on the on the oh, Jack God. Ryan. Like I keep waiting for like you know one of the terrorists, uh, you know, uh, to be Dwight. I just keep waiting for show, and and and, uh, and Jack Ryan has put his gun in the Jello mold. You know what I mean? Like that. Kind mm. of, that oh wow. Anyway. Erg. Uh, uh, all right. Heroic, heroic uh, celebrities. Another one from the from the from the stories that you liked. Um, I'm amazed that you haven't brought this one up, but uh, your man, Mister hmm. McConaughey. Yeah. He saved a woman's life. He knows uh, CPR. He does, yeah. Wait, what's the story? <laughs> is that on his resume? <laughs> CPR, yeah. uh, whatever. Uh, he did it at a, uh, so at the Toronto you, Film Festival in 2001. Mm-hmm. A woman went into a seizure, and uh, McConaughey gave her mouth to mouth. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so they he say basically, that, did he save her life? Uh, yeah, Toronto police say that uh, he was responsible for saving her life, for doing the... CPR on her. Oh, wow. Can you well, imagine? Oh, well, I found the I story. hope she woke up. I hope she woke up midway. And saw like... that it was him. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like... Wooderson is making out with me. Also, um, like, am I dead? Are yeah. you an angel? But the actor, and then it says here, the actor was modest. Let me let me do my, um, it was no big deal. She needed help. I was there. That's it. <laughs> there you go. That's it. She needed help. No, By the way, though others on the scene completely disagreed Oh, I see. Calling, Calling him, him heroic. heroic. Yeah. As opposed to now, it didn't mean anything. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. She Let's go play some bongos. Go, <laughs> go drive home in my Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly. He jumped into his Lincoln and drove into my Lincoln, off after that. Away, and then I'm going to stare at a buffalo in the middle of the road for 20 minutes. Mm. <laughs> As home, you should. Go home and smoke a lid. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love Matthew McConaughey. I love him. All right. Hey, speaking of Jim Halpert, uh, John Krasinski saved a girl mm-hmm. from being dragged out to sea. Good Lord. <laughs> While in Costa Rica, a local girl near him was swept out by a strong riptide. Krasinski, who was taught how to swim young, very young, by his lifeguard mother, raced out to save her without thinking. He was able to get the two of them near the shore for surfers to aid them back to safety. So John Krasinski. Wow. Uh, incredible swimmer, thanks to his lifeguard mother, saved a girl from being dragged out into sea. Wow. He is a true That's life Jack scary. Ryan. Sure. <laughs> oh, man. I guess um, so. Yes. Okay. <laughs> One more celebrity hero story, and then we'll taste test some Japanese candy. What do you think? Sure. Okay, yes. What do you, you got I'm, uh, I'm quite surprised by this one because I just, I've n- I'd never heard the story. But Tim Heidecker, which is, he is from Tim and Eric, yeah. blah, 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 from... Right. Uh, Comedy dudes. The, the, yes, the, from Adult yeah. Swim, and they right. do all the really weird stuff. And now he started to act. He yeah. started to become, I think, like a real actor. No, he is. And, than... and he's, he's been in movies. They made a couple of movies, uh, Tim and Eric. They made a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. 
They're terrible, um, but, uh, but... Right. <laughs> but anyway. Not my humor, not my humor, but no, anyway. Not me neither. Uh, he was stabbed twice while saving a mother from her son who was on drugs. Uh, apparently it was his elderly neighbor. Uh, he was stabbed in the back with a kitchen knife. Ew. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I'm looking at uh, the, Oh, my a, God. I'm looking at the Yeah. Woman. But apparently, Heidecker ran and lured the young man into a nearby bar where he was stopped by a group of people. Can you imagine walking into that bar? Or what, can you imagine just being in that bar and just a dude with a knife in, in his back? A knife in his back. Oh, my God. And then, like, you recognize him and go, yeah. oh, yeah, somebody must have watched one of your movies. And that's why Are you Jim and Eric? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Holy you got hell. stabbed. Have you ever watched your movies? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well he did save a woman from her crazy yeah. ass son on drugs but he got stabbed good for him good yeah for he got him. twice wow. all right yikes maybe they'll make a they'll make a maybe they'll make a little skit out of it on their little show <laughs> sure <laughs> okay you want to try some japanese candy yes all right so what do you want to try first um let's do the cookie because it's a okay. cookie and we can quickly and yours again is strawberry cream right ichigo cream mine is just milk cream mine is milk cream sandwich cracker is how it's translated yes Woo! that smells like strawberry fake oh they're not oh i see oh they're like low rent they're just little crackers yeah what did you think it was i don't know uh i thought it was gonna be bigger I well actually yes I thought it was just going to be one giant one and it me was, too it's two it's two so they look like Ritz they look they like do. little Ritz they, that's crackers exactly with, with little cream in the middle it's like two with little, a little. Ritz round yeah very little keyword Doesn't even fill up the whole keyword thing keyword little all right here we go although it's very strong mm-hmm these do taste like Ritz crackers they do you know what maybe if they actually put some actual goddamn more cream in this. Yeah, they're they're being uh, cheapy about the. They cream. are. <laughs> what milk. um, yeah. What does milk cream taste like? Considering you love milk. Well, it, I mean, it, it just tastes like it kind of tastes like an like an Oreo. <laughs> it's kind of like an Oreo. Really? Yeah. I I it tastes like a rich cracker with some little tiny bit of cream. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what mine tastes like. But the cream is similar to the white shit. In Ooh. the Oreo, um, okay. but it's very dry. Mine's a little. Just... Mine is a little strawberry, but yeah, it's very disappointing. Very disappointing, <laughs> and not enough. Especially green. considering all the great cook crackers and cookies we've been eating. Yeah, that one was very. This is the least impressive of all the stuff we've tried. Yeah, same. I agree. Ooh, milk cream. Okay, well, fuck that. All right, <laughs> I'm now. I've got Hello Kitty fruit jelly. That when mm-hmm. I open it, it's going to ooze out all over the place. <laughs> and it is fruit jelly, and it contains collagen. And you have, what's yours again? Mine's just apple. All right, apple. All right, Mine's an apple cone jack jelly. I have jelly. no idea what's going to happen. I, I've got it. Which, again, a cup. jelly is, it's what, it's just the cone jack is just what's used to make it a jelly. You can thicken it. Yeah, and it's oozing out all over the place. So I, I um. <laughs> well, how did you open it? Oh, no, you no, no. Tore it's not it really. open, it's, didn't it's you? It's a little bit solid. Yeah, okay. It is. It's like jello. It's like a gelatin. Mm-hmm. It's not squirting out all over the place. So all collagen right. is very good for you. I actually, I try to, I have some powdered collagen. It's supposed to be good for your joints and your skin and your hair. 
I know they do a lot of in a in um Asian countries like that's a thing mm. to like eat this stuff right okay because it's good for you so then you know and the fruit and stuff so okay well it's a hunk of jolly here we go I think this is nice oh. mine's good mine tastes like apple mine like has no, apple mine apple has no flavor hmm it was just like putting a ball of gelatin in my mouth that was really there's no juicy no fuck really mine's delicious no these were both very disappointing today Mmm, mine has I'm... a little juice little apple juice it's like i mean really? a little apple jelly thing this is quite nice i mean it is an apple jelly thing but mine it's quite delicious says fruit jelly but it just tasted like generic you know the gelatin that you use for recipes that has no flavor but you need to put gelatin in it Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like regular mm -hmm. That's what it was. It was like generic gelatin. Mm, mine was delicious. Oh, man. <laughs> that really, you know what? That um, I'm happy we did it the way we did because I would have been so sad eating that delicious apple jelly and then eating that sad cracker okay. cookie we'll put thing. put it in the right order. Well, my, both of mine <laughs> sucked, so I, I, I've got no, uh, you know. Mine was delicious. I'm going to mm. quote, um, here's what I'm going to say to the, here's what I'm going to say to the snacks uh, that I got today from Japan. Uh, I'm doing my best, Harrison Ford. Get the fuck out of my house. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Man, I want another one of these. Wow. What are they? <laughs> this was good. Look that one up. We'll have to order that one. We have a, right? only a few left, and then we're going to get to some crazy Kit Kats. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, curious about all those, because yeah, some of them, I don't know what they are. I don't either. Like at all. And it's like weird Kit Kat flavors from around the world. So, mm -hmm. there you go. All right. All right, well, that was fun. All right, Esmeralda, enjoy, uh, you know, a, a, a little mini vacation from my dumbass. Um, can I very quickly? I, I just translated. Oh. It says how to serve. Oh, There's okay. instructions. All right. It just says, well, this is just the funny, the funny, it just says to push it out. Um, but it's the, the, the one thing they tell you is never inhale the jelly. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. I just love they have to put that on there. Never. It did come out. It did come out like a blob of jelly. I, I like kind of squeezed the bottom of it, and it came out like a big hunk of jelly. Yeah. But no flavor. Well, don't inhale. Don't inhale. Well, that was my problem. <laughs> I think I inhaled it. That might have been. The did problem. you inhale? Maybe. Yeah. That might be. Mm. The problem. Unlike Bill Clinton, who did not. Mm -hmm. Boy, I'm really making a 30 year old reference right wow. there. Holy shit! All right. Well, as well, have a lovely week off, and when you come back, we'll celebrate one year of the podcast. Yeah, um, and totally. uh, we'll taste test some more uh, Japanese stuff. And happy New Year! Mm -hmm. Yes, have a happy, happy twenty twenty three. And I will be celebrating New Year's Eve with Steve Cochran and the gang um, at the Rouse Center nice. in Crystal Lake. Oh, fun! Yeah, I'll be exciting. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. So, okay, I'll talk to you in the New Year, Esmeralda. And thank you, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, the last show of 2022, and here's to a great 2023. My thanks to Keith Lipinski to talking about pro wrestling. Uh, come out to Zanies on January 17th. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get your uh, tickets now. The next episode will be a For the People episode. Herb Weisbaum, Tom Appel, to help out all of your questions and needs in the world. So my thanks to everybody at Radio Misfits. Uh, and thank you for listening to the Nick D Podcast right here on the Radio Misfits Podcast. The wind is red on me.